Running a chiropractic clinic can be rewarding and stressful with the everyday ups and downs. Here at Relentless Weekly, we give you inspiration, motivation, and education to help you avoid the mistakes and make your practice what you want it to be. And now, here's your relentless host, Dr. Kelly Henry. Welcome to Relentless Weekly Podcast, where we inspire, motivate, and educate chiropractors to achieve greater success. I'm your relentless host, Dr. Kelly Henry, and I have with me today another, another tremendously successful chiropractor, Dr. Skip Weiss and his wife, Julie, practice in Green Bay, Wisconsin. They have an amazing pediatric practice that sees 70% children. Their office specializes exclusively in women of all ages and very young men. He has his certification in pediatrics and the Webster Technique through the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He is a 2008 graduate of, graduate of Palmer College of Chiropractic. He is the co-creator of the Prime Pediatric Program and the creator host of the Prime Pediatric Podcast. He is a teacher and coach for the Practice Evolution Program, where creating extraordinarily uh, or extraordinary family chiropractors is paramount. He is an internationally recognized speaker and author in the pediatric chiropractic realm. So I'm absolutely excited to have Dr. Skip with us. Welcome, Dr. Skip. Hey, thanks a lot, Dr. Kelly, for having me on, man. I'm 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 fired up to be here. I can't wait to let this rip. Well, I am as well. You know, my goal with these podcasts is to have successful chiropractors on, and obviously, you are one of the top-notch chiropractors, and and uh, you know, just being a chiropractor. But I know you're certainly a just a tremendous chiropractic a chiropractor in the pediatric realm. Can you elaborate a little more on the the introduction, the bio, and give us a little more info on who you are and what you're about. Yeah, absolutely. First off, thanks for the kind words. I really appreciate that. And um, yeah, so my wife and I practice here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We have, I would say, probably the busiest pediatric practice um, north of Chicago, and we probably rival that one down there as well. Um, we see between probably 70 to 73% children now and probably 20% pregnancies, if not more. It kind of overlaps like crazy. Um, and it's a nonstop kids and pregnancy office. It's what we do. It's what we love to do. My wife and I have been in practice since, um, 2008. So we're, we're running up on, um, 11 years here and it's been absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, it's one of the most kick butt professions I have ever been a part of. And <laughs> to be able to take care of these kids on a daily basis and see the miracles that happen is it's breathtaking, man. And it, it it's one of those things where if you do not practice pediatrics and take care of kids as a chiropractor, number one, <clears throat> you're doing a disservice to your community. But number two, you're doing a disservice to yourself because the warmth and the energy that kids completely ooze out of them every day is just absolutely contagious. And the fact that I get to come into my office with my wife and my associate, Dr. Devin Rising, and with my amazing team, 
and take care of these kids every day and just feel it and hug them and have the warmth and the, and the love that come off of them. It's just, it's amazing, gratifying and fulfilling thing. It's absolutely wonderful. I don't come to the office ever to get my cup filled from kids and their warmth, but it's just, you cannot deny the energy of kids that heal and you cannot deny the energy of kids that are chiropractic children. And it's just, it's just awesome, man. We, the most common thing that people ask me is one, do I see adults? And yeah, I do. And then the second is, will you, will you actually see my husband? I'm like, is it broke or fallen off? Cause that's usually when they come in. And then, right. and then the last thing is, is Dr. Skip, man, your office feels like a daycare. And I'm like, yeah, kind of does that time. It, 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 there are kids everywhere, but you know what? We have an open concept office. Our office is basically, um, they can see it all on our website. There's a 360 office tour and stuff at, at um, weesclinic.com. But, uh, it's set up in a three it's set up in a 360 degree almost like 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 racetrack type oval so everything's in the middle it's a circle and then everything around it is where we have our patient bays and i, I mean our, our giant patient open adjusting area and then we've got um reception areas uh on the other sides of the office and it's just so kids are around nonstop. and um if 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 my patients don't like kids, they generally don't stay very long because it's just a chaos. And I understand that to each their own. And I mean, if you're looking for that tranquil experience, if you're looking for that office, it's got the Sports Illustrated sitting out on the desk that could be from two years ago. Um, that this is not the place, man. And the and the and the fake plant in the corner covered in dust. Like, nope. It's <clears throat> there's too much traffic here to collect dust. And uh, and it, it's it's awesome. It's it, it's fantastic. It's one of the funnest practices I've ever been in, and um, man, we just let it rip all day. And the miracles that come out of here—if you're not seeing miracles in practice, you're probably not seeing the patient enough, and you're not seeing them frequently enough. Because the stuff that comes out of our office with these kids that come in, we don't get Dr. Kelly. We don't get normal normal pediatric kids in anymore. You know, we're getting in kids that are that are injured, that are on the spectrum that have neurosensory disorders. But the funny thing is that I find really interesting is that we see of those 70% children, I would say over half are within their first three to four weeks of life. And oh, wow. yeah, we see a lot of newborns. We see a lot of first year, first, first year babies, tons of them, massive impacts. And there's a lot of pediatric offices out there that see a lot of neurosensory children. So they're getting them in in three, four, five years old. And we see a ton of those kids too. But man, we get them early and we get them corrected early and we let their life force run as soon as we can get a hold of them, man. And that's that's what drives the ship and that's the funnest part. That's phenomenal. And those are the things, like if you look at docs that talk about preventing autism and, and, and subluxations and how it affects autism and kids on the spectrum and how it affects the brain and the vagus nerve and all sorts of stuff. You know what? If we get to them early, I strongly believe that chiropractors have the answer for these neurological delays in children. And, it, and it's restoring the God-given right to heal itself in the neurology of the body, man. And Preach it, brother. Preach it. Yet, but that's the truth. And if we, just, if we just stay on top of that and serve and know that we can come into practice every day and, and change these kids' lives, what else do we have to try to prove, right? Change our community and then change the world. That's how I work. Amen. Love that. Love to hear your passion for chiropractic, for these kids, for changing yeah. these lives. 
That is awesome. And for, for those of you listening, you know, and we'll talk a little more about this as we go through this interview, but uh, you need to connect with Dr. Skip, mm-hmm. um, if not, you know, for two things, one to, to learn how to take care of these kids and two, to get the passion back that if you've lost it for chiropractic and for changing lives, because he has got it. Dr. Skip has got it and, and he's ready to help you out and give it, give it to you. So thanks for, you know thanks what? for you doing know, that doc. You know what, Dr. Kelly, if they've lost it, if I'm talking to a doc right now, that's lost it. And I don't mean to get shook up, but if you have just reset, just reset, you know, bring life back into your office, start seeing kids and you'll, your, your fire will be reignited. Help one and you'll see it. Help one. Good stuff, Doc. Good stuff. Well, let's change gears just a touch here. What's a what's a favorite quote or affirmation that you you live by, Doc? Oh man, that's a good one. Um, you probably can't narrow it down to one. You probably have no. 100, there right? is one. That be honest, one. With you, okay. There is there is one that I try to always have, and it kind of it flows over every into everything. It's it, it's called it's. I got this slide from somebody years ago, and it's it it just resonates, and it's like the secret of genius is to carry this the spirit of, of childhood into old age, which means never losing your enthusiasm for what you're doing. And that's good. It, yeah, man. And it, it, I, when I talk internationally and I talk to students, I end every presentation with that because when you're dealing with kids, when you're dealing with life, like you, you have to stay enthusiastic and you have to stay excited about what you do because that is what, Patients gravitate and pull towards nonstop. They don't want somebody to sit behind their desk and just delegate and tell them what they need to do. They want somebody that's excited, that's passionate, that loves what they do, and that will walk, will take them through that healing journey and that walk, that walkthrough of their kids. And God, man, if you got to cry with your patient, you do it because sometimes it pulls at you. You know, like being sure. a dad, being somebody that's been in the profession. It happens, man, and that's the difference between empathy and sympathy is understanding what's going on with that patient and actually understanding life and having that enthusiasm that it's okay. It's okay to be happy all the time when you're with your patients. And some of my some of my the, the patients that we see, you know, what I've noticed in the last year is every time I greet a child with a smile and I make eye contact with them, even if they're uncertain about getting adjusted, give them a hug, man. Give them a hug and, and and be excited that they're there that day because they're paying you to take care of them. That's what I find funny about all of this is that <laughs> we restore we restore the nervous system and we restore the communication between the brain and the body and the body to the brain. The most vital thing that the human has in itself is that ability to heal itself. And to lose your enthusiasm for that is beyond me. And the fact that I get to do it all day and then people pay me for it, Come on, it's better than playing professional football because I'm not killing myself every day, right? I'd, I guess, I guess the other ideal job would be the backup punter. There you go. <laughs> you know, you're making the money, but you're sitting, you're riding the pine, and you're really not That's destroying right. yourself. Carry a clipboard. That's right. But when it comes to <laughs> chiropractic, man, like how if you cannot stay enthusiastic about it, you got to move on. But you, all that you have to do is start bringing enthusiasm back into your office and get out of a pain-based model get into a vitalistic model that the body's designed to heal itself and that we're restoring the ability of the body to do exactly what it's meant to do. We're not trying to change a disease. We're not trying to treat a pain, even though that stuff does come secondary to what we do. But man, if you can just let that innate flow, 
brother, it's it's hard not to stay happy. Amen, man. Jeez, I, I love what you're saying. And, you know, how you're talking is is how I coach my clients. Get that yeah. enthusiasm back. Get that enthusiasm about what you're doing and how you're changing the body and get out of that pain mode, pain model. That's just a, you know, a, a dying model. Get back into what you, you've been trained to do and what you know is right as far as chiropractic. So thank you so much for that, Doc. That you're is welcome. awesome stuff. You're welcome. Well, as you know, most chiropractors or as chiropractors, we are more alike than, than we're, we're different. You know, we all struggle at times. We all have ups and downs. And I, you know, I can't imagine you've struggled, but maybe you can talk about a time you struggled, how you, how you got yourself back out of that, what you learned and, and how you've, how you've been able to, or how you got through it and what you've learned from that. Okay. Well, hell yeah, I've struggled. And, um, you know, the first year of practice was not easy. And getting everything in line, getting everything moving along, um, almost losing everything because we got robbed. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we struggled hard. And I talked about this on Dr. Ed Osborne's podcast, but I will happily talk about it again because I think it's what it's what makes you a better person. And I feel that if you don't struggle at some point in your business, you cannot truly understand success and push yourself forward to the next level. You just, you just physically can't cause you've never, you, you mentally can't because you've never been there. I completely and agree. what happened to us when we first started Dr. Kelly is man, Julie and I got out of school in August. I mean, in, in uh, we started our practice in August of 08 and, um, by November of 08, I was almost ready to close the doors. Um, we were seeing patients, but I was trying to do the, I was trying to understand the, I wanted to go cash. So we went cash and that's very, um, that's a very amazing thing to do. But in the beginning can be very hard on a practice because everybody's looking for your insurance and do you take insurance and stuff like that. But if you can weather that storm and get through that first four to six months, you will be just fine. It's just changing the culture of the community that's around you to understand the services that you provide truly are not covered by insurance. So when we're so understanding that, and then what happened is we, we hired a coach in November and his name was Dr. Uh, doctor out of Canada, Dr. Ogi Russell, who ended up being pretty much one of my major mentors. And um, he's the one that really helped me write the ship and understand things. But in the meantime, while we were going through that whole process of, of becoming better and making ourselves great and becoming extraordinary and just being freaking good chiropractors and understand what we're doing, we took a hard hit, man. And um, I remember sitting uh, in February of, of 09 and we're, we're three months into our coaching and pack, patients are starting to pick up a little bit and we're starting to make ends meet. And uh, I went into the bank account and I realized that we we had just enough money to, to pay rent in February. And we paid rent and I had $50 left in our bank account total. Total. Oh, wow. I came into the office the next day and we were robbed. <laughs> and the guy took the last $150 we had in cash from a cash box and broke a window, bled all over everything. He was a meth addict. He was looking for meth. Hmm. And, um, and he assumed that we were a chiropractor. So we had to have drugs, which I find really freaking funny now, but in hindsight, <laughs> I wasn't real happy. I walked into the office. The office smelled like bleach because 
he was he came back and bleached everything, threw bleach on everything because he bled on everything. But if you understand forensic evidence, bleach doesn't do anything but kill viruses and bacteria, and you know it doesn't really take care of DNA evidence. So they ended up finding the guy, and he ended up robbing like fifty four businesses up here in Green Bay. But that was he took the last hundred and fifty dollars cash that we had besides that fifty bucks in our bank account, and that was that was the lowest of the low. To know that I've got my kid on assistance. And this is real because chiropractors need to understand this. Like, you know, shit's not always rainbows and unicorns in chiropractic. You know, like things hard. Business is hard. Business takes work. Business takes keeping your nose down, doing the damn work, becoming exceptionally good and becoming amazing at what you do. But stuff does not come easy. Anything that anything that comes easy never stays. If you have to work hard, it's going to stay because you're setting down foundations and roots. And it's just like chiropractic. If you all you're doing is treating a patient's pain and fixing their pain, are you truly setting a foundation to heal them and get them better? You're not. You're just taking the easy way out. Right. So what happened then is that I couldn't make rent. We got robbed. But the funny thing is, is how God smiles on you is because we were robbed, I, my insurance gave us $5,000 to replace the carpet in our office because the guy bled on everything. So I hired the best cleaner I could possibly hire. He came in, <laughs> cleaned everything, and I got the carpet guys there to install and to replace and get an estimate. And the carpet guy goes, you don't need to replace any of this. He's got everything clean. So you got to be kidding. He's like, nope. So I took that insurance check and paid the lease payment the next month. And wow. never looked back. Never looked back. I knew that it was never going to happen to me again. So what I had to do is I had to become clinically certain in what I was doing. And that was one of the biggest things that changed for me was that I wasn't certain in what we did. I was certain that chiropractic worked, but I didn't have any idea how it worked. You see, School doesn't prep you for that. You know that. School makes chiropractors. They they make chiropractic, chiropractic clinicians, but they don't really make chiropractors. None of the schools do because that, that takes time and experience and people you're around. That's nothing against the schools, but that's, that is what it is, and that's being really honest. So what totally we agree. did then, right, right? And so what we did is I got so serious about seeing children and working with my coach and just doing the work and getting systems that 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 were bulletproof. And what I mean by that, yeah, practice management systems, understanding how your patient, understanding how your office works, all the business side of everything, that's really important to learn. But what I figured out and learned was that if I was the most badass doctor on the block when it came to exams, adjustments, x-rays, Clinical due diligence to be certain, clear, and confident in what I was doing, our office blew up within three months after that. Wow. And here's the other kicker, man. So the first three months in practice was the end of 2008. We took a loss on our taxes that year. That is the only time in 11 years in practice where I've taken a loss in business. We have grown by 32% every year. That's awesome. Dude, most businesses grow by 17. 
to 15, and that's considered a massive successful year, and that's considered a successful chiropractic practice, which Absolutely. I think is great. If, if they even survive. So. Yeah, if they even survive in those first three years. Those first two to three years are pivotal. But the thing is, is you have like you have to be confident in what you do. You cannot waver. You have to stand on a strong foundation that what you do saves lives and freaking works. And everything you need to do, though, needs to be first class and run at 100%. And you need to have that carry through in everything you do and enthusiasm and how you dress and how you present yourself and how you go over everything with your patients, the way you talk to them, the way you go over the exams, the way you go over the care plans with them. Everything needs to be top notch and there cannot be a shed of doubt because if you doubt what you're doing, they will immediately doubt you. And that's not okay with me. And it's not okay with me that I see my brothers and sisters in this profession not making it. Because we need to help each other out, man. We need to Absolutely. just make each other better and better and better. And that's that's what we do. So that that's what I brought myself up from. So yeah, man. Um Wow. Especially with men, like we I find with guys, like with men in general, women are much different. We, and that's the way that we've been, that's the way God designed us, you know. It, it, men need to be Thankfully. kind of Yeah, right, because they're the ones that hold us down. Because men need to be on the cliff, one foot off getting pushed before they realize they need to make a change <laughs> and then they'll make the change. That's right. But if they slip and hit That's rock bottom, they realize they needed to make the change before they hit the bottom of that cliff. And then they raise themselves and start pulling themselves back out the ashes. And you know what? I've been in practice 11 years now, but man, and you know this as well as I do, the longer you get in practice, your struggles just change slightly, whether it's mindset whether it's running, uh, running your team, creating a really dominant business, being involved in your community, the, 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 the small struggles change, but you have to come from somewhere, right? Absolutely. And just push, just push and be, be excellent. Do not settle for being half-ass. To quote, to quote Parks and Recreation, <laughs> you never, like... You you whole you never half half ass anything. You whole ass it once, and then you don't have to go back and do it twice. <laughs> you know, don't fail. Don't fail in business. Like push yourself hard so you don't do the work. Keep your head down. Make sure everything you do treat take care of every patient, whether they're new or existing. That's the other thing that I did in practice that really brought me through things. Is I took care of every patient that was currently in our office. They were just as important, if not more important, than my external patient that was coming in that day, my new patient. Amen. And a lot of docs reverse that role. They concentrate on the new patient all the time. I got to have new patients. I got to have new patients. I got to have new patients. Well, let me ask you a question. And this is more of a statement. <laughs> is what if your back door of your office was locked and all the people could do is just come in through your front door and hardly any of them ever left? which most practices, their back door is just as big as their front door, if not bigger, and people are leaving just as fast as they're coming in. So take care of those patients you have currently in front of you. They are the ones that showed up that day. They are the ones that deserve 110% of your commitment, and they are the ones that grow your practice. It's not the new patient that grows your practice. It's the existing patient that drove in that new patient to come see your ass in the first place. This is good stuff. You are dropping some chiropractic gold, those oh. podcast docs. So this is good, good <laughs> stuff. So 
I don't know if I'm, I'll ever have to do another podcast. I'll just keep sending ah, this one funny. out. This is good stuff, man. <laughs> that's funny. I love the, you know, being certain, clear, and confident. Yeah. For those of you listening, if you don't, if you don't remember anything else out of this podcast and what Dr. Skip is putting down here, remember that be certain, clear, and confident in what you're doing. And yeah. that will change your practice forever right there. Yeah, it, it does. And you're, 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 you're on 100 percent, Dr. Kelly, because the doctors that are clear, confident and certain are the ones that are not struggling in practice. They are the ones that are slammed from door to door and have a wait list of patients to get in because they are not moving from their foundation. Unshakable, man, <clears throat> like case in point last night, I'm on a panel with doc with uh, in front of uh, 85 pregnant moms and um here in Green Bay, and there's a pediatric gastroenterologist right next to me. And within five minutes of our conversation, I knew immediately that this guy didn't have a leg to stand on with anything that I was about to say. <laughs> and it's funny when you know, when you're in a situation where you don't, where you are so steadfast in what you believe, there is nothing that somebody can say to you or bring up that you cannot either one, agree with, two, rebuttal, and three, defend about what you do. And that goes across the board. Man, that was one of the most enlightening experiences last night to talk to a pediatric GI doctor and understand still to this day, the only things they have for kids is drugs and surgery. And we know as well as anybody else in this population, that is the one, two, those are the two things you don't do to children unless it's absolutely necessary. Man, it's good to have someone like you. That was great to have you on that on that panel to yeah to set yeah, people straight. Awesome. It was awesome. It was it really was. But to, to know that, see, that was again was a guy that was there. Like, here's the thing: he was there to be there. I was there to spread the message of what chiropractic does. Because right, it's bigger than well, me. and that's it's bigger than me. And and you mentioned this before we we started recording that you weren't there to, you know, to throw him under the bus and to no. fight him. Nope. You you were there to spread the message of chiropractic. And that's important because yeah. as soon as you start fighting somebody, it's going to put a distaste in, in what you're yeah. trying to, to accomplish and what you're trying to say. And so I, I love that you did that. You were there just to spread the, the yeah. news of chiropractic. It's bigger than me, man. There's, there's, and Green Bay is not a huge community. We've got 140,000 people up here. One, four, zero. That's it. We're not talking millions. And there's some patients in the community that I haven't seen yet, and I've seen a lot of them. But the thing is, is it's not about Dr. Skip and, and Weiss Family Clinic anymore. It's about chiropractic, and more children need to be checked. All of them need to be checked. All of them. All of Amen. them. I have no choice. But the thing is, is to have that, to have that gumption and know that it's it's bigger than you. I didn't go there to fill patients in my office last night. I went there because I knew that I was going to talk to a bunch of pregnant moms that need to see a chiropractor and their kids need to be checked. That's what it was about. And it was awesome, man. I love those events. Jim Chester always says that they're, they're patient sign-up events. They're not actually, they're not actually screenings. And I couldn't agree with him more. It's more of a go and communicate and talk and spread the message. And it is, Hey, come into my office. Plant some seed. Exactly. In in their minds. In the I find the more that I do that early on in practice, it was a different feeling. But it, the I find the more that I do that, the more people actually want to come in and see us. Oh, absolutely! I completely you know? agree with that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, Docs. So, 
Well, I think you may have touched on some of my my next few questions, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hit okay. a few of them anyways. Yeah. But what what's what's been your number one key to success? If you could narrow it down, what would you what would you say, Doc? The three C's and confidence, clarity, okay. and and and, uh, and um, certainty. And the thing is, though, with that is it what I find drives all of that is confidence. Now, what gives you that confidence is being 100% knowing that you are the most badass chiropractor on the planet. Every one of us need to have that feeling in our head when we're with our patients because they are there in your office that day for you to take care of them. So it starts with being clinically confident and knowing exactly what that subluxation is doing in that body and how it's affecting the life being expressed in front of your eyes that day and making it crystal clear to that patient why their nervous system is one, miscommunicating, and two, how it's causing the malfunction in their body that they're currently perceiving as a headache or a symptom. And seeing light bulbs come on is key. And watching these patients be like, holy crap, I've never thought of it that way. Well, it's because <laughs> nobody ever, that's because nobody ever told you it that way. You know, that's the thing is the body's designed to heal itself, right? So having that confidence and knowing, but then taking that, having excellent clinical skills, and I mean excellent clinical skills and having excellent exams and, and doing them incredibly efficiency, in fact, incredibly efficiently. So you're not spending 30 minutes with somebody on just an exam, which is not needed. You can collect so much data in 10 minutes on an exam with patients. I'm not talking full thing, but 10 minutes from start to finish with an exam, you should be able to collect tons of data, tons of it. And that's going to give you the confidence and that's going to give you, it's going to give you the clarity to know exactly how to take care of that patient. And then from that, it's going to drive you being certain that that's exactly what they need to get back to healing how they belong. And once you, once you grab those three things, you're unstoppable. <clears throat> I believe it, man. That's good stuff. Thanks. Again, you've already put, put so much doubt here for us. Um, and this may go back to what your, your, your quote and your affirmation is, but what, what would, if you could narrow it down to the best advice you, you ever received, and it may be, you know, being certain, clear and confident, but best, no. best advice you've ever, ever received. The best advice I ever received was from my grandpa. All right. So the best advice I ever received was from my grandpa. And he told me, I remember sitting with him in the car. And he was waiting for, what were we waiting for? See, my grandpa was a farmer. And I think we were at, I know we were at the Fed Federation Co-op. And he was waiting for fertilizer to be put in the back of his truck. And he was waiting. And he was just getting pissed. And I'm like, Papa, what is what is wrong? He's calling him Grandpa Bob. And uh, he's like, Skip, I would rather pay this person a million dollars if they would just fill my truck up so we could leave. And he said, the most important thing in life is time. And I said, you know what? You're right. So like in your office, the biggest thing that I look at it is I don't like taking up patients time. I like being extremely efficient at what I do. And I like being not in and out with a patient. I like to be present with a patient. But being present does not require you to be by their side for 15 minutes. And they don't expect that of you. They expect you to do your job. 
and they expect you to clear their nervous system. And we know that that takes between 30 seconds and a minute, depending on what your analysis is and how you adjust them. The rest of it is all table talk and education and all that stuff, which is very important. It's not important to talk about if the weather's good or not, but it is important to talk about how their nervous system's functioning. But from what I grabbed from my grandpa, man, back when I was 10 years, back when I was like eight years old, was people would rather pay you to take care of them and not take up their time. They will fork over anything in the world as long as their time is not misspent. And that's how I view it in our office when I see patients. I don't like patients waiting for me. Man, if they got to wait more than 10 minutes, I'm not happy. And it's because I feel like I am taking up their precious time away from their family. And in case in point, there's always a give and a pull to that. If I'm behind or if they're taking up my time, I cannot serve more people. So they are willing. Time is one of those things that we just can't get back. No matter how much money we try to spend, you cannot get time back. And whether that's time with your children, we just talked about this before we were on, but it's like managing time is huge. New docs in practice, manage your time, understand the importance of, of time with your spouse, understanding the importance of getting away with your spouse, but understand the importance of time in your office and block scheduling and how you schedule patients. And you start that stuff from day one, because what happens is when you start seeing numbers of patients coming in, and if you're good, it's going to happen to you, whether you like it or not. And if you don't like it, get out. But if you're good, you're going you're going to start seeing a lot of patients. So start habits early of effective time management within your office. Block schedule. Stick to your new patient hours. Stick to your report hours. Stick to your day ones and day twos. Because when you become really, really busy, it is very hard to now go back and try to reset the ship that you've created a habit with within your practice for the last two years. Just like a patient, if they've created a neurological habit since birth because of the birth process and you're trying to reverse that when they're in their 30s, it takes a hell of a lot more work than getting <laughs> to them when they're first being born. And, and that's the truth. So if you treat your practice like a newborn and set everything right and make sure that your systems are perfect and that nervous system's flowing properly and your flow in your office is good. It's not smooth sailing, but man, the waters are a lot less calm from that point forward. Man, just another piece of gold coming coming from you, Dr. Skip. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, how can uh, my listeners connect and find you? Because uh, I think they need to, to be honest with you. But how can they, how can they get a hold of you? <laughs> you know, they can find me in a couple facets. Number one is they can listen to us on our podcast. Um, that's the, the prime pediatric podcast. And you find that on iTunes and Google play and all those other places that it's available. Um, SoundCloud, things like that. The other thing is you can find me through the prime pediatric program. The prime pediatric program is this, is a program that myself and Dr. Christina Stitcher out of Utah created. And it's kind of cool. Cause you get the best of both worlds. You get a doctor that is heavy pediatrics and busy pregnancy wise and then you get another doctor and dr christina who is heavy pregnancy and busy pediatric wise so you get two family practices that aren't on the opposite spectrum but one is tons of pregnancies and the other one is tons of kids 
So we meld each other back and forth. And we, in the program that we've wrote, we've designed it to help doctors increase their clinical skills. That's the key. Not to be the best clinician, to be the extraordinary clinician on the block, on, on, in the office. Be the big kid on the block. Be the kid that actually causes changes and has the confidence. And this program is, is phenomenal, man. It's phenomenal. We take and do pregnancy training with Webster's Technique training. You've got Dr. Stitcher teaching you about tonal work with kids. You've got me talking about pediatric adjusting. We've got x-ray skills in there. We have four different clinical exams that doctors actually should have under their belt from newborn to toddler to adolescent to adult and understanding all four phases of life and knowing what to look for and what not to look for. That program is jam-packed and it's all online. It's a three-module-based system. It's designed for doctors to get through it in about probably 30 to 60 days, depending on how hard they work at it. And the clinical skills that they get from that alone will help them so much in practice. From that point alone, now you just need a really good practice coach that can help you with your mindset and move things forward because your clinical skills are already there. And that's what this program's for. Fantastic. And, then, and what go ahead. What was the name of that and the address of that again? That's that's the prime pediatric program.com. Prime pediatric program.com. Um we we've put a lot of time and effort into that bad dog, and that is a really excellent system. A lot of docs, when they come out of school, want to jam their, pa- their jam their offices with new patients. If that's the case, hire Jim Chester. He can come screen for you. <laughs> that's the truth. And then have him bring patients into your office. But once they come in your office, let me ask you a question. And this is a blank question to the, to the people listening, doctors. Once you've got a new patient in your office, what do you do? Where do you go? Are you just going to scan them? I hope not. Are you just going to examine them? Well, that's a pretty good start. Sam, x-rays, scans, all of that stuff comes in together, but then understanding how to interpret and pull all of that together is absolutely key. And that's what you need to really make your practice thrive. And you do it like that from the beginning and you don't ever have to worry about redoing anything. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Doc... I appreciate you joining me today and just dropping a bunch of knowledge, man. A bunch of hey, wisdom, a bunch of gold. It, this is, you're welcome, This has Dr. been fun Curry. and excellent, man. So uh, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy day and, and your day off, really, to, to sit down and do this with me. So thank you. Well, you're very, wanna, very welcome. I also want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. You can find, uh, find Relentless Weekly on iTunes and Stitcher. Remember to like, subscribe, share with your colleagues and friends. And docs, if you need help with your practice, go to RelentlessCoachingSystems.com. Schedule a free strategy call with me so we can talk about taking your practice to the next level of success. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a fantastic day and keep being relentless in your pursuit of success. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Also, share it with your friends and colleagues. Head over to RelentlessCoachingSystems.com for more information and to see what Dr. Henry can do for you. Thanks for listening and keep being relentless.